1600 AM, KLEB, and 102.7 FM. What up? Hope everybody's having a wonderful day today. It is hump day, and we hope everybody's having a wonderful time and a wonderful experience. It is play-by-play. Casey Jiskler here wishing you all a great day, and we'll set the scene for the show that we're about to have ahead. Let's thank our sponsors for allowing us to be here, and then we'll kind of give the lay of the land. The Blue Boot Foundation, Southland Dodge and Homa, Industrial Power Systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. New friend building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off the only all natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's markets feels like home and golden motors where price is priority. Proudly supporting South Lafouche athletics and community youth sports organizations. We've got a fun show coming your way today. In the next segment of the show, we're going to go to Vanderbilt Catholic and talk to their head football coach, Tommy Minton. The Terriers are coming off of a victory against central Lafouche. That was good. Um, they're heading into a big-time Week 3 matchup against uh, Bell Chase. So that'll be a big test for Vanderbilt Catholic and an opportunity to get another win um, against an opponent that's 2-0 and an opponent that's playing a lot of really, really good football. And Bell Chase is always good. They've always got, like, the same type of team. Gritty, hard-nosed, physical, run the ball down your throat. Like, they play kind of an E.D. White style, to be honest with you, and it'll be a big challenge for Vanderbilt in that one. Then it's Wednesday, so that means, of course, at noon, we're going to go to B.J. Young, South Lafouche High School, chat with him about his team's big matchup with Central Lafouche. That'll be an opportunity to try to get their second win of the season against a Trojans team that, heck, I said it here, and I'll repeat it again. I'll reiterate it again. Central Lafouche is coming here to win. Um, They're going to have every opportunity in that ballgame to be competitive. They've got a really good running back. They're playing with a lot of vibe. Um, Central Lafouche is coming down here to win. And that'll be a big, big test for South Lafouche in their uh, in their ball game on Friday night. Then we'll try to get Taylor Griffin at twelve fifteen. Haven't actually heard back from the turtle just yet, but I got a feeling that he'll be joining us at twelve fifteen. If not, we'll go over some headlines and talk about some things happening in the world of sports. And um, either way, at twelve thirty, we're going to get our mailbag where we'll be answering your questions. Uh, got a lot of things people are asking about. People are asking about um, the NFL, high school, everything of the sort. So, we look forward so much to doing that uh, at 12.30. Then at 12.45, the bottom of the show, we'll get our betting picks and try to stay hot and try to keep everything rolling. So, uh, let's remind you guys, Friday, we're going to be at South Lafouche High School. Join us every Friday for varsity football coverage. Pre-game 6.30, kickoff 7 o'clock. South Lafouche taking on Central Lafouche. Our broadcast is sponsored by 3T Oil. Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios, Danos, Golden Motors, Dufresne Building Materials, and Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals, in addition to Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joe Septic Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South Lafouche Bank, Rev, and Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. That'll be South Lafouche and Central Lafouche, 7 o'clock, opening kick. 6.30 begins our pregame festivities. Last night, 
I was at the middle school ball game between LCO and Raceland. LCO gets a 28-12 to victory over Raceland, stays undefeated on the season. Uh, good ball game. Good ball game. You know, the Raceland Cubs, shout out to them. They played well. They challenged LCO throughout. LCO stays undefeated on the season. Raceland drops to 1-2. and two. Also in middle school action, you got Six Dwar defeating East Thibodeau 20-12. to 12. So Six Dwar gets a victory and keeps their train rolling. East Thibodeau drops one. A um, couple of things uh, that, that we want to talk about in terms of the upcoming high school schedule is there's some big matchups this week, y'all. There's some big, big matchups. And really, I think, and Stan talked about this yesterday, there are a lot of opportunities for some local teams to kind of separate themselves or maybe kind of sink back towards the middle of the pack or you know, even to, towards the bottom of the pack. HL Bourgeois Ellender, which is a game tomorrow, a game that I'm going to be trying to attend, that's a big game. Both teams are 0-2. Both teams feel like they're close. Both teams have to have that one, right? Because it's one thing to talk about moral victories and, oh, we're getting better, we're making progress, we're doing this, we're doing that. At some point, you got to win a football game especially the way the power rating system is set up. And at some point, you got to win a football game. Ellender's got to win that one. HL Bourgeois got to win that one. The loser of that game, I think, is going to be a little bit demoralized. You're going to be sitting at 0-3, wondering, man, what comes up after this? Central Lafouche and South Lafouche, same thing. Trojans, we keep talking, oh, man, they're much better, they're much better. They are. But at some point, you got to win a football game. If they fall to 0-3, they lose Friday night, fall to 0-3, I don't know how much longer they're going to be able to keep that same vibe and that same energy and that same intensity. On the flip side to that, if they do get a win, maybe they get a little spark and maybe it's South Lafouche who's a little demoralized because, man, you're 1-2. You just lost to a rival, both of your parish rivals. So that's a really big football game in our area as well. <clears throat> Thibodeau, St. James. Look, I think Thibodeau is really good. I think Thibodeau's schedule is ridiculous. Can Thibodeau start beating some of these good teams, right? You lose to Lutcher in week one. You defeat South Lafouche in week two. If you're going to make the schedule with the Lutchers and the E.D. Whites and the you know the St. Jameses in addition to your district opponents, yeah, it's cool to get the PowerPoints. And, it, you know, if you lose, it's not any type of bad loss that really sets you back a ton. But you can't just go three and seven and make the playoffs, right? Or four and six or whatever. Like at some point, you got to start winning some of these. This is a big opportunity for Tibbet to go on the road. St. James is really good, but they're maybe not as good as they've been. Like they're not one of the favorites to win the championship in 3A. They're just kind of in the mix, right? This is an opportunity for Tibbet to go on the road and get a statement win. No doubt about it. This is a big opportunity for them. Then, also in 4A, We've got assumption. We talk about assumption in the same way in every sport. Man, we don't really know what they got, right? We don't see a whole lot of them. We don't hear a whole lot of them. They won decisively in week one against Donaldsonville. Didn't play in week two. They're kind of a mystery, right? Because Donaldsonville also lost in week two. So, yeah, you beat up on a team, but they're 0-2. Like, we don't know how good Donaldsonville actually is. You're facing the behemoth on Friday. Assumption is hosting an E.D. White team that I have said openly here on this show can win the state championship in Division Two. You're facing the behemoth on Friday. If Assumption could keep that game close, can hang around, they can maybe even steal it, we all are going to be revisiting on Monday how we look at the local hierarchy. If E.D. White does what E.D. White does and beats them 41-7 to or 
you know, 31 to nothing or 41 to nothing or 41 to three, but if they do that EDY thing that they tend to do, then maybe eh, we could be more open to who's going to be the second favorite in our 4A district if we're all assuming that Lutcher is the lead favorite in our local 4A district. Those are all things that are going to be decided this coming Friday, which makes this coming Friday a very big Friday. CCA, they're 1-0. Coach Mathern said, bro, we didn't play well against Homer Christian. You got an opportunity to face a 4A foe in Morgan City on your home field. Morgan City's not very good. They're, they're kind of behind the eight ball. CCA wins that when you get the win. You get a bunch of PowerPoints. That could be a potentially huge opportunity for them. And then you got others, right? You know, you got uh, Terrebonne, who's taking on Lakeshore. They're going to be an underdog there. South Terrebonne's taking on Hammond. They're going to be an underdog there. Opportunity to maybe jump up and bite somebody. But either way, the message is the same. We've played two weeks, and the picture's still kind of blurry, right? We know some things. We know E.D. White's really good. We know some things. We know Thibodeau's got a great offense and all that good stuff. But by the time I sit down on this desk on Monday and we have all the results of the weekend to go over, that blurry picture is going to get a whole lot more clear. It's going to be like when you don't have good vision, but you put glasses on for the first time, you'll be able to see everything so much more clear, and I cannot wait to see how it shakes out because between Thursday and Friday, we're going to learn a whole lot about our area as it relates to local high school football. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to Tommy Minton, Vanderbilt Catholic, They've got a big one. They're taking on Bell Chase on Friday. Uh, we'll have him in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play on KLEB. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa, here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. When you order curbside pickup on the new Rouse's shopping app, you pay the same price for groceries as in-store. And you get free pickup on all orders, $35 or more. Download the new Rouse's shopping app on the app store or get it on google play place your order choose your curbside pickup time and your rouse's markets personal shopper will shop your order for you and load your groceries into your car it's just that easy rouse's markets feels like home 
At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. First segment of the show, we talked a lot about how a lot of local high school football teams are going to learn a whole lot more about themselves in week three. One of those teams is the Vanderbilt Terriers. They're taking on Bell Chase, a really good opponent. We have their football coach, Coach Tommy Minton, on the line now. Coach, good morning, man. How are you? Doing fine. Enjoying this beautiful day, man. It is a beautiful day, man. And we're finally getting a little bit of a taste of fall weather, man. You guys get the win against Central Lafouche on Friday. Um Talk about the way that ball game went, man. It was back and forth. You guys made a few more plays than they did. Tell us about how that game went for your team. Well, it, 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 you know, offensively, we moved the ball really, really well. And uh, we, I think the count was 145 yards in penalties on offense. So we had to overcome that a lot. And to still end up scoring 36 points, was, uh, you know, with that many penalties, was a, a major accomplishment, uh, but that also let them hang around because, uh, you know, and, and make it a ball game in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, that's something we're definitely looking to clean up and correct. And uh, defensively, we played well for three quarters. We had a shutout going into the fourth quarter, and uh, and then, boom, all of a sudden, we give up one big play, and then uh, a couple things happened here and there. So, you know, we got to – I thought – first three quarters we had really really played well on defense and we're coming into our own so now we just got to finish now you know we got to finish and that's all part of the learning process so tell me about that was it you know maybe fatigue was it something they were doing differently like what was causing such a big difference between the fourth quarter and the first three i think it was a lack of focus uh you know i think we lost our focus and ended up uh you know uh, letting them make a big play in the past game, go over the top for one, and then uh, they get a, uh, uh, a turnover on downs and uh, go down and score, get, a, get an onside recovery. and You know, that's all part of the things that, uh, that, that we got to clean up big time. Taking on Bell Chase on Friday. Bell Chase is the same every year, man. Physical, hard-nosed, they're tough, they're solid. Uh, I'm sure that's some of the same things you're seeing on tape, too, huh? Oh, definitely, definitely. You know when you play Bell Chase, you're going to get a physical ball game. You're going to get a, a team that, uh, you know, is, is well coached and plays hard for, for four quarters. And, uh, you know, we got to be ready. Uh, they are, you know, when you look at the uh, playoffs year in and year out, they're a team that goes, extends themselves the second, third round every year. So, you know, you, you, you know what you get when you play them guys. That's a big test, man. It almost becomes like that playoff-type environment of two good teams going against one another. It should be competitive in the second half. Another opportunity for your team to learn how to win one of those types of ball games, man. No doubt. And, and that's why you schedule these games early in the year. You want to get this experience so that when playoffs come, you're ready for it. It's not the first time you experience it and see it. And, uh, you know... We uh, 
we, we, we make this hard schedule for a reason. So tell us about, you know, the offensive situation. Coach, I mean, I remember scrimmage, jamboree time. You said, man, you know, like we're moving the ball, we're turning it over a little bit. And then now, you know, when we're moving the ball, we have a bunch of penalties. Like how do you get those kids to just, you know, stop shooting themselves in the foot and, you know, just go all the way through? Well, I mean, you know, it's the, the, the first thing is we've had a lot of little minor injuries, so we've had to tinker with the lineup a good bit. And uh, now I think, you know, we're going to be a little bit more consistent with our lineup, hopefully, staying healthy. Uh, and and experience is a, is a major factor. You know, we have, we got some young guys that it's their first time starting, and uh, they just need some game experience, and we're getting that now. And, uh, you know, we executed really, really well at times Friday night. And, uh, I mean, we ended up with 440 yards of offense. I mean, you know, that's uh, – that's a good thing. But, you know, we just got to stop gaining the same yardage twice by overcoming penalties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Um, you're on the stretch of a, of a three-game road, uh, road trip. Um, what's that like, man? I mean, everybody loves to play at home, but I feel like sometimes on the road you could build a little character and build a little chemistry. What's it been like, you know, to be in the middle of that road trip? Well, I mean, you know, it, it, it lets your kids uh, – experience the fact that you know you got to go away from home and win in the playoffs if you want to continue a playoff run uh it's 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 a good part of the maturation process where you know you get into a hostile crowd you got to deal with it you get into a situation where you're on the road you're not going to get any close calls by the officials so i mean those are all things that we need to learn to overcome the type of adversity that good teams overcome and, and win and uh that's that's all part of this process and uh, you know, we, we try to take the film and learn from it and explain that to the kids. And, uh, you know, I, I think we're, we're on the right track. So tell me a little bit about Central Lafouche, right? We're going to call their game on Friday when they take on South Lafouche. And I've been telling people all week, like, hey, they're much better. And I, I everybody wants to say, oh, they haven't won a game in two-plus years and all that crazy stuff. They're much better. You saw that firsthand on Friday, man. They've got a few athletes. They've got a kid who runs the ball hard. They've made some improvements, haven't they? The running back is a very good runner. I mean, I, I like him a lot. He did some good things Friday night in the fourth quarter against us. And uh, when you, you look at their offense, they uh, they have some skilled athletes at the receiver position that they were able to get the ball to a little bit against us. And they got a big, big old offensive line. So, you know, they, they can control the ball and keep it away from the other team. So I really think that, you know, the Central-South game is going to be a, a, a hot, contested game. And, uh, you know, I think the next week against Franklin, that they got a great chance to uh, to get a win there. So I, I think you're going to see them start coming around and getting some Ws. I really do. Through two weeks, what's the one area that you're most pleased with? And on the flip side to that, what's the one area that you guys are honing in on in practice to try to get corrected? Uh, I think we need to defensively, tackle a little bit better uh we had some chances to make tackles on the back friday night that we didn't and then offensively we need to be more disciplined and cut down on these penalties and you know that's two areas that i think we've become a much much better football team if we can get better in those two areas so i'd be remiss if i didn't ask you man you've been a public school coach you've been a private school's coach or i guess i should say select versus non-select to be up with the the stuff the lhsa says 
They made some changes on Friday. No one seems to be happy. You got a lot of schools that are going a bunch of different directions. What are your thoughts as you're seeing this all play out, man? Well, I mean, it, it don't matter if we like it or not. It's just the system we got to play in this yep. year. I mean, I've been a, a huge proponent against the split from the very start, and I was in public school when it started. Uh, you know, I, I feel like in this state, there's not enough schools for us to split like this. It waters everything down. I watch some of these classifications. You know, you've got schools competing for state championships that would, in years past, been a second-round playoff team. And I, I just think it it waters it down too much. A state champion is a, is a thing that should be revered. It's a thing that not everybody's going to be a state champion. And, I, you know, at the beginning of the year, the dream is there for every school, but let's face it, some schools don't have the talent, some schools don't have the depth. Not everybody's going to be a state champion, and I think for us to try to set this thing up to have as many state champions as we have, we're not, you know, we're not honoring the process. Man, you know, correct me if I'm wrong here. Like, but like I said, you know, you've been at public schools. You're also now at a private school. And look at Vanderbilt. You guys aren't breaking the rules. You're playing with whoever enrolls on day one. Um, isn't it? Wouldn't it just be easier if you know the association just enforced its own rule book? Like we wouldn't have to worry about any of this stuff. Well, well I think <laughs> you know there are rules in the book to prohibit schools from recruiting. There's rules in the book to prohibit all of these things that people say uh, gives the private schools an inherent advantage, and enforce those rules. You know, enforce those rules. Do the things that the handbook says. And then you don't have these problems. You know, I mean, uh, I just don't feel like that the association has done enough to enforce the rules. And I think probably the public schools would not have been for this split in the first place if they felt like the association was going to, you know, make sure that recruiting wasn't going on, make sure that that people's tuition weren't being paid illegally, you know? So I, I enforce the rules and you don't have these issues. No doubt. And look, man, no I, I also want to make sure that it's known and said, you know, like there are public schools that are recruiting and are breaking the rules too. Let's not just pick on the private schools. Uh, no. no, it goes both ways. Yep. It goes both ways. And, you know, it, it's, uh, I'll tell you this, you know, this, this, this is supposed to be all about the kids. And I'm going to tell you a quick little story. You know, I was coaching at Patterson High School, and for 18 straight years we've been in the playoffs, and in only one of those 18 years did we lose to a public school in the playoffs. Both of our trips to the Dome, we lost to private schools. When I came back from the select meeting and I sat down in front of my team and told them that the association had just split, uh... My kids were upset because right out of their mouth, they said, Coach, the, the, the best games we play with the best crowds, the most excitement are the playoff games against the Notre Dames and the Parkviews and the Redemptors. We can't have, we're not going to have those anymore. Now that's right out the kids' mouth, you know. So, you know, be careful what the adults do because, you know, you're really not helping the kids. You're not giving the kids what they want. So 
that's just a little story about the split there. Yep, no doubt. Well, look, man, thanks for sharing it. Thanks so much for the time. Good luck against Bell Chase on Friday, brother. Thank you. I appreciate it, Casey. Yep, that is Coach Tommy Minton with Vanderbilt Catholic doing a wonderful job. Very interesting story, man. And 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 he said very much so echoing and aligning what I talked about yesterday is you got to be careful of what the adults in the room are doing for the sake of the kids because it may not actually be what's in the best interest of the kids whenever you actually you know break it down and look it through the fine details and all that good stuff. But anyway, it's play-by-play. Let's catch a break. When we get back, it's Wednesday. It's lunchtime. We're going to B.J. Young of South Lafouche High School. The Tarpons are off of a loss against Thibodeau, taking on another pass rival in Central Lafouche. We'll chat with Coach Young in the next segment of the show. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. If you're living with diabetes and using insulin, you know the pain of pricking your fingers over and over again. Ouch! Well, by wearing a small remote device called a Continuous Glucose Monitor, or CGM, you can reduce the pain of pricking your fingers. If you administer insulin three or more times per day or use an insulin pump, call now and learn how a CGM can help you. Painless. No more pricking my finger. No finger pricks. Convenience. They delivered it free and they took care of all the paperwork. You can reduce pain right away. Plus, it's accurate, easy to use, and helps you spend more time in range. And if you have insurance, you can get a new CGM at little or no out-of-pocket cost. Call now and get free shipping of your new CGM. Plus, we'll bill your insurance for you. 800-403-4623-800-403-4623-800-403-4623. That's 800-403-4623. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. Some people just have a knack for being there when you need them the most. Like your third grade classmate who sticks up for you against that bully. The neighbor who gives you a jump start. And the friend who chases away that flock of geese at your outdoor wedding. Your state farm agent has your back too, through good times and the not so good. And who's got your agents back? State Farm, the company people have trusted for more than 90 years. We're here to help life go right. Call State Farm agent Ashley Barrios and cut off today at 985-632-0988. If you have a pest control problem, Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies has an experienced staff that can guide you with the products to use yourself for your home or business. They carry a full line of professional products for termites, mosquitoes, ants, wasps, fleas, bedbugs, mice and rats, or any other pest control needs you may have. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Call 985-475-3314. That's Roundtree's Pest Control and Supplies. Terrebonne General Health System, where medical science meets the art of caring, is committed to providing the latest advances in medical technology with a gentle caring touch. This is evident in our high-tech, high-touch approach to healthcare. As a trusted healthcare resource, we deliver both life-saving, compassionate inpatient services and life-changing preventive care, while also providing wellness needs and outreach throughout the Bayou region. To learn about how Terrebonne General is providing innovative healthcare solutions, visit tghealthsystem.com.
It's Wednesday at noon. That means we're going to South Lafouche High School for our weekly coaches interview with Tarpon football coach B.J. Young, who's on the line now. B.J., good afternoon, buddy. How are you today? Good, man. How are y'all? Doing great, man. You guys are fresh off of a tough one against Thibodeau, coming off of that one on Friday, losing 49-19. to You had a chance to watch it back on tape now several times. What were some things you liked? What were some things you didn't like from the Thibodeau game? Yeah, I, I think uh, I think Thibodeau's got a pretty good team, man. I think they're very explosive on offense. You know, they can keep the pressure on you. Um, if you're not if you're not doing the things you need to do on offense, they they can kind of pour it on you pretty quick and put you in a hole. And that's kind of what they did to us. Um, so we fought some snap issues early on, which is um, you know it's unacceptable at a five A high school, right? So we got to get that got to get that corrected. But against the ones like Thibodeau, you don't have time. To do those type of things, and then uh, because you're blinking, you're down 28 nothing. So we got to clean that stuff up, man. But I thought our kids battled all night. Um, I don't think we quit. You know, we battled. We had some chances to, uh, you know, if we could came up with a few stops, so we could have cut it, cut into the lead a little bit. But um, you know, we weren't able to, and uh, you know, we, we watched it. We made some corrections, and uh, you know, we look to get better for this week. So. The question I'm going to have for you is, okay, their speed and athleticism was giving you challenges. There's no doubt about that. How do you practice that? Because, like, you don't have the speed or athleticism that they have, so you can't simulate it in practice for them. How do you do that? Yeah, it's hard, you know, uh, especially when you play a team like that who can really run. Um, we try to do our best as far as uh, you, try, you try to stop them before they get going, you know, so um, because once they break out, they're hard to catch. So we do we do we can't try to – you know, get them from going. Um, it, it, you know, if there's only one one or two guys, you, probably, you can maybe game plan around it to maybe, you know, force them to give it to somebody else and beat you another way. But uh, they had they had a few too many, man. And, uh, you know, you try, you try, like I said, to corral them a little bit. But, look, man, there's an old-time saying that speed kills, you know. And, uh, I mean, you saw it Friday night. It's true, man. When you, got, when you got some kids who can really just, you know, flat run, you know, it puts teams in a bind. On the other side, man, I know it's got to be frustrating. You scored 19, but look, dude, the first quarter and a half, they weren't stopping you. You guys were stopping yourselves with bad snaps or fumbled snaps or, you know, snaps that were just causing the timing to be off or, you know, a mistake here or there. If you guys would have, you know, had that rectified, you could have been scoring with them. And then in the second half, maybe it's anybody's ball game. How do you fix those things, dude? Because at some point it almost becomes like a mental thing. How do you fix those things and make sure they don't happen anymore? Look, we scored three of the last five drives we scored on. And then one before half, we ran out of bounds with about a half a yard to go. Where if you convert that, I think you had about 47 seconds left uh, on, a, on a, I believe, like the 28-yard line going in, you know, with a chance to get it to, you know, 41 to 14 at the half. And then we ended up scoring out the half. So you could have been 41-21, you know, it was a three-possession game in the third quarter. Um, and like I said, we scored two more drives after that. So, you you know, if you get a few, a few stops uh, – you know, you could be down just 14 points as bad as you played. Um, but, you know, good teams don't don't allow that, man. And Thibodeau did what they had to do and, uh, you know, didn't allow us to creep back into it. So, um, you know, our emphasis this week was uh, was getting off the field on third downs. You know, we're going to work it again today. you got to get off the field on third downs, and you have to win in the red zone. you got to bend but don't break. You know, and, uh, a lot of them good teams, man, they'll, they'll, they'll get you. You can get in there, but you're settling for field goals or – you know, in the high school setting, some people might not have a great field goal kicker. So, you know, having to go for it and miss it, uh, it don't matter if you drove it 70 yards. If you come up not, with nothing, that's a win for us. So uh, winning third downs and, and winning in the red zone for sure was a, a main 
main point or main focus uh, for this week. They were getting behind you a little bit on well, on their offense, on your defense. How do you, in the future, make sure that you're limiting that, and not allowing them to get you know take the top off of the defense so easily? Uh, yeah, uh, you know, if we depending on the coverage we in, we we got to do a better job doing our job. Um, you know, if, for example, we in cover three, the corner can't get beat deep. You know, he's got to stay back. You know, by any means. I mean, if they beat you throwing a curl, they beat you throwing a curl, but. You know, going into the year, we knew that we had to limit explosive plays. You know, teams teams can run away with games um, or put, put us in a bind. Like you said, you know, we're going to play a lot of teams that, that are faster than us. So they can really put you in a bind with explosive plays. And, and we've we given up too many explosive plays. And that's a momentum thing. You know, you, that that's, a, uh, that's one play, you know. So we have to do a better job of uh, limiting the big plays um, and, and look, I'm be honest with you, we got to create more on offense. You know, we we got to create bigger plays, uh, more explosive plays. I don't feel like we have enough explosive plays in the run game. You know, um, we got to be able to create, you know, run lanes and get out, get our guys free. And uh, we're going to do some things that's going to look a little different Friday, uh, but but I think it'll help us. So facing Central Lafouche on Friday, home game, another pass rival. I had Tommy Minton on in the last segment, and I asked him, and he said, look. They're much better, you know. They've got a running back that runs hard. They, you know, they got some receivers. They got a big offensive line. Uh, you guys know this is going to be a challenge. Was you were talking about it on Saturday? Uh, Central Lafouche has improved, and man, they're capable of winning some ball games. This is going to be a big test for the Tarpons. Nah, look, absolutely. I think uh, you know people can read into the whole, you know, hadn't won a game in however many games or how many seasons, and you know, this many head coaches. And but, but I'm gonna tell you, man, they. Uh, from what it looks like on film, you know, they're they playing for Coach, for Coach Vidros and they're playing hard for him. Um, he got a bunch of kids out there, He uh, and they're doing a great job, man. You know, he kind of took that thing on, you know, last minute full force, and he, he's running with it, man. So, uh, look, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be a war Friday because, uh, like you said, the running back, uh, 21, he, he can he can play. Um, he can flat play. The D-line is, 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 is big. They're aggressive. And uh, so they, they can they can present some issues to us, man. So we got we got to really, you know, Monday we were talking, you know, within our team. We got to have a a really good a really good level of focus, and uh, you know, attacking the week head on. And we got to put our best foot forward and try to win this football game. How do you get the ball carrier on the ground? That's been an issue at times this year. Some of the tackling near the line of scrimmage, visit. boy. You guys miss tackles on Raymond. He's going to turn a two or three yard gain into a twenty-two or thirty-three yard gain. He's that type of player. I'm sure it's going to be a big emphasis this week, gang tackling and making sure you get him to the ground. Yeah, look, Casey, let me. Let me I'm gonna have to go. There's something going on right here. Okay, sounds good, Coach. No problem. Yeah, man. Thank y'all, man. Yep, take care. That is BJ Young. He is uh, actually doing recess duty when he joins us on Wednesdays, and unfortunately, it sounds like there was an issue going on over on campus. But anyway, um, yeah, I think that the, the question that he was about to answer before whatever happened is that um, point of emphasis, they're going to have to tackle. Uh, Seantra Raymond for Central Lafouche is a good player. He is a very, very good player. He's very explosive. He does a lot of things very well. And uh, if you don't tackle him, he's going to do this thing where, you know, how you hit him four or five yards beyond the line, he makes you miss, and then, before you know it, he's 15 yards down the field and makes that guy miss, and then before you know it, he's gone. That's the way that they are going to want to play offense, turning smaller plays into bigger explosive plays. 
and that'll be the big challenge. Look, Tarpon's at a cross point roads in their uh, a cross road point of their schedule. I said that uh, backwards. Crossroads point of their schedule. You're one and one. The next two weeks, you've got some winnable ones, right? Central Lafouche and South Terrible. Those are some winnable ones, dude. Uh, you get three and one, that'd be great. Then you got to play Lutcher Assumption, kind of the meat of it. Then Morgan City, St. Louis, Allen, their Vanderbilt. Like, not to try to say that some are more winnable than others, but the next two, you've got opportunities to get the three and one, get a little momentum, get the kids buying in. You drop both of those, and you're sitting one and three staring down the barrel of Lutcher. Boy, that's really tough. So these are two really, really, really big ball games for South Lafouche here as they're trying to carry some momentum, get into the district portion of their schedule, and try to ultimately punch a ticket into the postseason. Remember now, they're going to now be in Division One, which is a 32-team bracket. It's not a whole lot of teams in Division One. You're getting some extra power points for playing up in these games. So it'd be an opportunity for the Tarpons to maybe carry a little momentum and, and, and do some things um, to try to get into the postseason. Some big games around the state this week, y'all. There, uh, We talked about some of the big games in the area. There are some big games around the state. The non-district games that have been played in Louisiana this year have been just really, really prolific. <clears throat> but big games around the state. Barb and Sam Houston, that's a big one. Rumble and Shaw. Brother Martin and St. Thomas Moore. Catholic and Southside. Uh, Catholic of Baton Rouge against the University Lab. Central of Baton Rouge with Slidell. Destrehan and East Ascension. East St. John taking on Landry, Carr and Warren Easton. Like, are you kidding me? This is a a laundry list. Jesuit and Lafayette Christian. John Curtis is playing outside of the state. Um, Liberty against Denham Springs. New Iberia, Acadiana. <clears throat> Santa Mont playing John F. Kennedy, who Terrebonne just played. We talked about, uh, how about this, St. Augustine and Zachary. Man, if you're a fan of just high school football, you've got like all of the heavyweights facing all of the other heavyweights this Friday. Woodlawn of Baton Rouge, they've got the Ricky Collins, the LSU commitment. They're taking on George Washington Carver. It goes on and on and on. It's um, really, really cool to see. Let's catch a break. When we get back, we're going to keep the train rolling. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274DE. 102.7 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow. The French Connection, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. The French Connection, the all-new Ragin' Cajun, 102.7 FM. Time is money. Don't waste both running around looking for filters, batteries, and belt sand-related items. Fleet Supply Warehouse delivers. Fleet Supply offers daily scheduled delivery, including Bayou Lafouche, New Orleans, Morgan City, New Iberia, Lafayette, Thibodeau, Baton Rouge, the North Shore, plus the River Parishes, too. Automotive, lawn equipment, agricultural, marine, or industrial. Fleet Supply Warehouse, 985-868-0430. Venture Boulevard, Homa. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. 
As a leader in the oil and gas industry, Joe's Septic Contractors caters to oil field clients offering vacuum truck service for offshore tanks, vessels, or treatment plants containing sewage or gray water. Their rental department offers state-of-the-art offshore portable toilets, also holding tank rentals and portable hand-washing stations. Call Joe's Septic Contractors 24-7-985-632-5592 in Cutoff, Thibodeau, Fushaw, Abbeville, and Reserve, or visit their website at joesseptic at viscom.net. Did you or your loved ones go without this hurricane season? Well, this year, go with Industrial Power Systems, your only local power generation professional serving Lafourche for over 18 years. We offer sales, service, installation, and maintenance on all major brands of residential, commercial, industrial, and marine generators for the most trusted brands in the industry. Generac, Kohler, Briggs & Stratton, Cummins Onan, and many more. Industrial Power Systems. Power is our middle name. Call us today at 632-1692 or come see us on the back road in Galliano. Hello, friends and family. Taylor Griffin here, back again to talk about Dufresne Building Materials. Did you know that we have a new updated online order system called Dufresne Easy Buy? Come see us at dufresnelumber.com to check it out and get you started with a free quote. We now have eight convenient locations to serve you, which include Cutoff, Thibodeau, Luling, Bell Chase, Araby, Slidell, Gulfport, and Grand Isle. And no matter how big we grow as a company, we promise to keep that local family business feel and welcome you with a smile. So come give the local guys a try and experience the do-friend difference. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear, Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe, effective, guaranteed. Want to become a certified babysitter? Terrebonne General Health System is excited to offer super sitter classes. Participants will learn first aid and CPR along with safety, business, and basic child care skills. Classes are for ages 11 to 15 and will be held at Terrebonne General. Upon completion of the program, students will receive a two-year American Red Cross Babysitter CPR first aid certification. Our summer sessions are about to kick off. For class schedules and prices or to register, call 985-850-6204 or visit tghealthsystem.com. <laughs> An ironic theme song, right? Of a guy who's we frankly may not see again in the wrestling ring based on some of his issues as the CM Punk song. Here on Play by Play, we're not going to uh, fight any of our coworkers like CM Punk did a couple weeks ago. We're uh, we're cool, we're calm, we're happy, we're settled, we're very content with where we are in the world, and we hope that everybody's enjoying their lunchtime hour, driving around, grabbing a bite to eat. We thank you so much for keeping your radio dial on KLEB, y'all. I'm going to talk some college football and some pro football here in this segment, but before I do that, um, man. Our download numbers, and I don't mean to like brag and self-promote. I don't do that too, too much. I do it a little bit, but I mean it's part of the job, right? You got to promote yourself. Um, our download numbers have been crazy, crazy, crazy good in September. Um, September is going to beat the heck out of August, and August, frankly, had beat the heck out of all the other months. Um, so we're just continuing to grow and grow and grow, getting a larger audience, more subscribers, more followers, more people listening daily. And what's the coolest thing, right, is that 
Um, man, it it's it's younger people, right? Like younger people usually don't consume media the same ways that adults do. They're like on apps and you know Snapchat and heck, they're, if they're if I'm using Snapchat, then they're probably three apps past Snapchat, and I'm just behind the eight ball. But it's really cool. Like a, a fun story yesterday. I'm at the LCO Raceland game. I'm taking pictures, right? All the kids know me. Mr. Photographer, Mr. Casey, I, how you doing? You're the best photographer. Da, 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 da. I appreciate all that. And anytime they want to pose for a picture or whatever, I, I you know, take that request and now I get the picture and I post it for them and everything of the sort. You got to be accommodating. Well, at the end of the game, LCO's in their little huddle or whatever. They're talking amongst themselves as a team. And I get, hey, Coach Casey, how you doing, bro? And that's from Big Nicholas Coleman, South Lafouche High School sophomore, defensive lineman, and punter. Um, and, you know, I, I coached Nick when he was seven, eight years old, man. Like, so I, I know him, and he knows me, and, you know, we got a great relationship. And then Nick's walking to me with a bunch of other guys, and the other guy's like, Casey, Casey, that that's newspaper, Casey? Like, Big Demas Price and Control Shepard for Golden Medal. Like, a bunch of the guys that are big sports figures, they knew the name, didn't know the face. They're like, oh, man. What you do is awesome. You know, the radio show's cool. I love all the pictures. You know, thanks for all the work. It's really cool when you could reach out to the younger people and get them involved because guess what? Younger people become adults. As adults, they become employees. They become business owners. They become fathers. They become clientele that you really want to have. It's an audience that's difficult to get, but I'm blessed to say, and so very blessed to say that on play-by-play, we have a very um, fluent young crowd of folks here that listen to the show, the players, the kids, they listen. I know you listen because you guys talk to me and debate me about things that we talk about on the show. So I know that you guys are listening based on some of the conversations that we've had, and we're so, so grateful. College football, it's a big weekend for LSU Saturday, man. Taking on Mississippi State. Um, Mississippi State ain't bad. This is, they're not in the top 25. They're not bad. They've got their quarterback back, Will Rogers. He's explosive. 77 of 98 on the season, nine touchdowns, two interceptions. They average more than 300 yards passing per game in the Mike Leach offense. This is going to be a challenge. Uh, hell, hell, they actually average almost 400 yards passing per game in the Mike Leach offense. Um, this is going to be a challenge for the LSU defense, right? I think that LSU will be able to move the football, frankly, on just about anybody that they play, right? Like, they're getting better offensively. And I think that they figured out in the second half against Florida State, if we play with tempo, if we play with vibe, if we fire out, we play with urgency, we could do some things. They ended the Florida State game scoring touchdowns on three straight possessions. The Southern game, they scored 37 points in the first quarter and we're going to win literally 100 plus to nothing if they didn't pull the dogs back. Uh, so offensively, like they've got it clicking pretty well. Jaden Daniels has been good. They've got a little bit of the running game going and Daniels is actually part of that. Like offensively, I think LSU is going to be okay to score on just about anybody. Not saying they'll score 40 or 50 on anybody, but like they're going to get there at minimum 20 plus on just about everybody. Defense, to me, is the biggest concern with this team. At times, Florida State, y'all did whatever they wanted to do. Run, throw, middle of the field, outside, turn the corners, inside runs, outside runs, short throws, long throws. Like, they did just about whatever they wanted to do. 
Brian Kelly and staff shuffled some personnel around in the Southern game. And yeah, it worked against them, but I don't know what it's going to look like against Mississippi State. At home, you need a big crowd, which you're going to have. You're going to have the 100,000 plus in Death Valley. You're going to need a vocal crowd. You're going to need to get Will Rogers off of his spot, out of rhythm, get him to throw you a couple of passes, get an interception or two, and that'll be your best opportunity to win the game. The thing that LSU is going to have to do to win Saturday is this. A, you get into the red zone, you got to score touchdowns. That's an obvious. That's just about any game, right? B, you got to force some turnovers, right? Get a couple of easy ones. And C, you've got to force them into some third and long situations. If it's third and four, third and five all night long, and Leach has his full playbook that he could use, slants and hooks and curls and all the short stuff, then also some of the hitch and goes and the long stuff, then also you know maybe a draw play here or there to run for a few. If he's got his full playbook at his disposal, you're not ever getting them off the field. They're going to complete third down passes over and over and over again. They're going to stay on the field. They're going to control time of possession. And frankly, they're going to come into Death Valley and beat your ass. If you can't get off of the field on third down, and by doing that, you've got to have them in third and long and third and eight, third and nine, third and 11 situations. Second thing, I mean, obviously, again, this is another given. Florida State, you lost it in part because of special teams. You've got to fix that. You can't have any errors in special teams against Mississippi State. That's a big one Saturday. If you beat them decisively, yeah, it's kind of a situation where, hey, man, like it looks like you got some things fixed, right? If you beat them close, it's still that same old six and six, seven and five vibe. If you lose close, it's oh maybe six and six, five and seven vibe. If you lose decisively, it's like okay, you're going to beat New Mexico, you're going to beat UAB, and then no one else. So it's a big opportunity for LSU to maybe showcase that some of the errors that they made in Week One were maybe just rust, and maybe just Florida State had played a game at LSU Hatton, and some of the other conversations and topic points that we'd heard. It's also a big game for Nichols on Saturday. Because the LSU talk and some of the LSU struggles have kind of drowned out the fact that Nichols has started this football season and has not been good. You're 0-2, which, hey, if you're 0-2 facing two FBS schools, hey, you're an FCS school. Like, that's what's supposed to happen, right? They were You were the underdog in both games. Against South Alabama, you were a 13-point underdog. Against Monroe, you were a four-and-a-half-point underdog. You were supposed to lose those games, right? But you were supposed to also be competitive in those games, and Nichols has not yet been. They lose to South Alabama 48-7. to They lose to Monroe 35-7. to And there are, some, there are some concerning things happening in Thibodeau. Offensively, um, this prolific run game and you know running the football with all these running backs and returnees and – haven't been able to run the ball at all. 67 yards rushing, 2.7 yards per carry. Um, they're losing yards at times. Guggenheim nor Gums have been able to get going. That's a big concern for the Nichols offense. Another big concern for the Nichols offense is they don't have any explosive plays at all. Like They're not getting big plays at all. Their longest play from scrimmage in two games is a 36-yard reception from Lee Negrato. They're not getting the big 45, 50, 60-yard play. They're not getting the big explosive plays, the big chunk plays, which is forcing them to play a lot of long, sustained drives where if you have any busted assignment, 
any busted coverage at all, the drive's just over. And that's not a good way to play college football, especially when you don't have the, you know, the grade A athletes and, you know, the grade A talent that you could execute that way for a sustained period. That's not a great way to play. Nichols has got a big challenge coming up on Saturday. They're 0-2. They're facing another FCS school, but they're facing a really good FCS school in southeast Missouri in the Southland-Ohio Valley uh, Alliance. uh, Southeast Missouri comes into the game, frankly, let's be honest, let's call it like it is, playing better than what Nichols is. They're 1-1 on the season. They lost to Iowa State 42-10, but again, that's a Power 5 school, sometimes a Top 25 school. That's not a terrible loss. Week 2, they beat Southern Illinois on the road, which is a Top 25 program in the FCS. They were coming into that game. Southern Illinois was ranked number 17. Southeast Missouri beats them 34-31. to So that's another game where Nichols is going to maybe be the underdog on paper, but you're you know picking on somebody your own size, so to speak, in terms of you know, you're facing an FCS school. This will be one that I want to see how it goes. It, and look, you're traveling a long way. You're going to Missouri. If you're traveling that far and you play and it's competitive and maybe you lose it at the end, you say, okay, hey, no big deal. They're like a top 25 caliber school. Not a big deal. You'll be ready for Southland Conference play. You go up there and you just get blasted. It's time to sound the the sirens, man. It might be time, not not necessarily to panic, but time to look into, man, what's going on here. So it's a big one for the Colonels. That's 2 o'clock on Saturday. LSU's at 5 o'clock on Saturday. There's some big ones for both of those teams. Then the Saints play Sunday against Tampa. And I know, I hear, I hear it. Oh, the Saints own Tampa Bay. They beat Tampa Bay every time they play them. You know, all this. And you're not wrong, by the way, because the numbers are what they are. The Saints have beaten Tampa Bay just about every time except the one playoff matchup between the teams in recent years. But you did some things on Sunday that weren't very good and that are not conducive for success, quite frankly, against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay this year, they, they want to run the ball. They want to pound. They want to control the game, control the clock, control the time of possession, keep the ball in their hands. Saints allowed 201 rush yards against Atlanta. If they don't shore up the defensive line this week, it's going to be Fournette gain of five, Fournette gain of six, second and three, third and one. And if you're playing those types of downs against Tampa, they're going to beat the snot out of you in the dome or not. Alvin Kamara is injured. Don't know if he's going to be able to give it a go. He's questionable for the game with a rib injury. So we'll see how that goes. Paulson Adebo is questionable for the game. He's battling some issues. So the Saints come in a little bit beat up. <laughs> Tampa's got a few injuries too now. Chris Godwin is is you know, questionable, likely not to play. So this will be a big test. I said it yesterday. Actually, I said it Monday. The NFC is wide open. The NFC is not very good. Tampa's probably the lead dog right now. You got them at home. If you want to consider yourself that big postseason contender, that big threat, that big team that can maybe make a run, at home, you can't lose this one. Because if early in the season, Tom Brady's still kicking off rust. He wasn't in training camp. If early in the season, through all of that stuff, the lead dog comes on your field and beats you, you're probably way behind them. Because Tampa's likely to get much better as Brady knocks off some of that rust as they get a few of their guys back. They're likely to get much better. 
New Orleans is going to get better too, but I think Tampa's ceiling is higher at home. You can't afford to lose this one. You've got to make that week two statement. This will be a big, big game for all of the local teams, college and pro, that we pay attention to. They've all got chances to make statements in their own way, either good or bad. Let's catch a break when we get back. It's 1230 on Wednesday. Time to get our mailbag questions popping. Got some good ones for me. I'll get them answered in the next segment. It's play-by-play on KLEB. We'll be right back after this. The French Connection, the all-new Raging Cajun, 102.7 FM. It's Ram Power Days at Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat and Homa. Not only can you get a great deal on a Ram, but you can see their impressive lineup of new commercial trucks and vans. Southland Dodge has the perfect vehicle for your business with Ram's long-lasting new pickups of their efficient new Ram work vans. Choosing the right one should be easy. Whether you need a truck for work or home life, the Ram will do its job. Southland Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat, 6161 West Park Avenue in Homa. Here for you yesterday, today, and tomorrow. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Pesky mosquitoes, gnats, and all kinds of South Louisiana bugs taking over your yard? Have no fear. Buzz Off is here to save your summer. Buzz Off is the only locally owned pest control company focusing on your outdoor living space. They use 100% organic ingredients, safe to all humans and pets. Check us out on Facebook or book your appointment today at buzzoffnow.com. Need our cedar beaters now? Call 985-333-8989 today to take your lawn back. Buzz Off Mosquito Control. Safe. Effective. Guaranteed. At Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation, our mission is to help everyone be safer in and around water. Did you know drowning is the number one accidental cause of death in children under the age of four and the second leading cause of accidental death in children under the age of 14? Adolescents and adults are at greater risk of drowning in open water. Remember, drowning is preventable. Join Riley Johns Blue Boot Foundation. Alright, time for an audible. I teased it when the end of the last segment that we were going to go to our mailbag. As Peyton Manning would say, Omaha, Omaha. We're audibling that. We're going to Taylor Griffin, who's on the phone lines for his regular Wednesday interview. We've got the turtle on the line. Good afternoon, buddy. How are you today? Hey, hey, good afternoon. How y'all doing over there today? Doing fine, buddy. Look, I got to tell you, I uh, I don't know what my bumper musics are going to be every time that they play. I ju- it's just at random. If I would have the Undertaker theme song, I would have played it. It seems like it would have been fitting based on some things that I've seen on social media. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. That was that was some kind of fun night that night. Awesome, dude. So it's also going to be a fun night on Friday when South Lafouche takes on Central Lafouche. Big parish rivals. Um, Tarpons are coming off of a tough one against Thibodeau. Trojans haven't won a game in more than two years. But Central Lafourche is getting better. They played Vanderbilt very close on Friday. They're making some strides. I know they would love nothing more than to end their losing streak against South Lafourche. Had BJ on earlier in the show. He said, bro, if we're not ready, they're going to beat us. 
Um, this is a big one. This is a big one for both teams. And I know that anytime those two schools get together, it's always a lot of fun. Yep, yep, you're right, man. It's um, it's always a big game, you know, South versus Central. It, it always means something. No matter who's having an up year, who's having a down year, it, it, it just means more to everyone in this area, man. Tarpons versus Trojans is always a, a fun game to be attending, whether whether both teams are having a good year or a bad year. One team's good, one team's bad. Man, it's just like, it's just like when, you know, the – the Saints could be playing the Falcons, and the Saints are eleven and three, and the Falcons are three and eleven, and the Falcons are going to beat us in the dome. Like it, it's just what you never know who's who's going to have that special night because that's all it takes when the Tarpons and the Trojans get together. If uh, if you're a fan who's on the fence about whether or not to attend this game, I urge you, this is the one you want to go to. Just simply go enjoy the experience and give the kids the support that they deserve. Whether you're going in a Blue and silver are green and gold. This is uh, this is always a big fun one to be at. Um, from what I'm hearing about both teams, from what I'm reading about, uh, I think the Tarpons are going to come out victorious, but it's not going to be easy. If the Tarpons uh, the Tarpons aren't ready to do their thing and execute, then uh, you know they they could get surprised. But uh, you know I got all, all the faith in the world in the Tarpon coaching staff that uh, you know they're going to make sure that their kids stay ready this week so they don't have to get ready on Friday. Yep, no doubt about that, man. And look, we finally got a little fall weather. It's nice to be outside. Look forward to taking advantage of that. Um, I was in Tiger Stadium on Saturday. LSU defeats Southern. First off, dude, it was really cool, you know, to see all the unity and you know they're they're talking about how much they both love Baton Rouge, and that was really cool. And then LSU takes care of business and plays well. Um, we can't read a whole lot into that because Southern's not an opponent that's SEC level by any stretch of the imagination. But the one thing that was impressive to me is that look. Under Bebe, under Les Miles, when LSU was facing a no-name school like a Southern, at times it'd be a struggle. At times in the third quarter, it was like 13-6, to six, and you're wondering what the heck's going on, and then they'd pull away late. Nope. From the opening kick, LSU was ready. They led 37-0 at the end of the first quarter. They left nothing to chance, nothing to doubt. They played with killer instinct. That was good to see. Yep. Yeah, you're right, man. There, there was a... It was definitely a solid game for the Tigers on Saturday. They they never really let up. They they brought the energy. They did what they needed to do. And look, I'm a I know this isn't what you asked, but I'm just gonna go ahead and kind of jump into it. I really wish this was the game to start the season. I agree. And I I know we've talked about it before. Like I, I hate I hate starting against a really good team. I don't care if it's a neutral side or not, like Man, we especially when that that really good team had a game the week before. Like we need that work the kinks out game. We need that Southland opponent that we pay in to come uh, to Tiger Stadium. We need that Swack opponent that we pay in to come to Tiger Stadium. You need to get that in game one. I really wish the Tigers would have done that work the kinks out before heading into Florida State. They could build up the confidence. They could figure out what they got to do on the field in game time, and then you, you're going into that next game way better prepared but nonetheless there's no going back um back to what you originally asked me yes very proud of the tigers performance yes we have seen some letdowns in the past for uh those those games against opponents that you know aren't sec level um i will somewhat jokingly slash not jokingly blame that on the fact that uh that was back when they weren't allowing alcohol sales in the stadium but now <laughs> that they do you know the stadium is just rocking on a different level. So, you know, of course the Tigers are playing better. <laughs> but, so, uh, 
Yeah, let, let me ask this, dude, and, and this is an interesting talking point. Okay, you said okay. you wish that LSU had a game before Florida State, and I agree. If the opponent this Saturday were Florida State and not Mississippi State, would you say that LSU would be you know the team that would win that game? Because I think they would. I think they'd beat them by 10, 14 points if they had yeah. played. Yeah, but look, dude, the second half, the last three drives, they scored touchdowns on all of them easily. Exactly. It it took them a while to get going. They figured it out. I mean, yeah, I mean, you, you, I get it. You may, you have to make adjustments in life. You have to play the hand you're dealt, blah, blah, blah. You know, this it's it's not like Brian Kelly scheduled this game anyway. This, this is years ago this got scheduled. I mean, I, I understand all those factors are against you, and you have to work with what you're dealing with. But, yeah, it's an excellent point. Look, it took them how long to get going and figure it out, and then they could – finally started easily scoring you're absolutely right you bring up an excellent point and you probably going into the florida state game as you know a nine and a half point favorite instead of a three and a half point favorite so let's talk about the saints dude they they won against atlanta but wasn't always pretty struggled for the first three quarters and found a way get the one point win on the road against atlanta now you're facing tampa which is a step up in class but a team that you match up really well with because you beat them several times and you know you for whatever reason New Orleans seems to have Brady's number. Um, what are your thoughts, man? On one hand, it's got to be better than it was early, but on the other hand, it is a you know welcome matchup. You're home in the dome. It's an exciting opportunity for New Orleans. Man, I really wish I was in the dome for this one. Anytime, look, any Saints game is fun, and then when you get an NFC South opponent in the in the dome, it's extra fun. Then you got Tom Brady in the dome. It's even more fun. I am most excited to see on TV. I hope they show it. I can't wait to – I wish I was there to experience the eruption when Teron Matthew, the honey badger, takes the field in the dome for the first time in black and gold jersey. That is what's most intriguing about this game. It has nothing to do with the matchup with Tampa Bay. I can't wait to see him come home. Plus, you got Jarvis Landry playing in the dome in, a, in his first regular season game in black and gold. Those things really, really get me going for this game. But, um, yes, again, not to stray too far from the subject, I think the Saints will be fine. I think, you know, they just kind of like we were discussing with LSU, they worked out some kinks on the fly. They figured it out. They turned it on late when it counted. And now I think they're going to be coming into this home game with a lot more confidence. And look, after doing that, the Saints are going to do film study on themselves. I mean, I'm sure they already have. I don't know their schedule. They've studied what they did right and wrong in this past game. And they're studying what Tom Brady did right and wrong and what his opponent did right and wrong this past weekend. I think they're going to be ready. I think they're going to be just fine. I think the Saints still have. Tampa Bay's number. They still have Tom Brady's number. It's going to be an exciting matchup with the Saints win at the end. What do you make of this whole Tom Brady thing? Because like we we know he retired, then unretired. Then he leaves camp for forty days or whatever, with thirty days, whatever it was. And since then, a lot have has come out is that look, his family doesn't want him to play, but without it, he's very depressed and you know feels empty and. Now there are reports that like the wife is threatening to walk out or may have walked out and like it's it's crazy because on the one hand it's kind of cool that there's a guy in today's day and age where 
Everybody loves the fame and the money more than the game itself. It's cool that a guy loves the game so much that he's willing to lose everything to protect it. On the other hand, it is kind of sad to see a guy who may lose his family over the game that he that he's trying to protect and that you know he may just keep playing until he gets hurt and can't play anymore. It's it's kind of like the ending of a sports movie what we're seeing right now with Brady. Yeah, dude, you you were you headed right into it. That that's what I was going to say like this we're literally watching the the script of a of a sad movie, you know, unfold right before our eyes here. This this is insane. Everything that you know, I didn't think we were going to go there, but I'm glad we have now. <laughs> the the things you're hearing and seeing and reading about with Tom Brady's mental health and his and his family and and his being torn between playing and being there for his family. Uh, I mean, he's who knows what's going to happen, how this story is going to end. I mean, just for the sake of looking out for other human beings, I hope everything works out for him and his family and he's okay. But man, this is, uh, until they all figure this mess out when it comes to business, when it comes to sports, when it comes to football, I mean, I don't know if his head's right on the field. I, I mean, is clearly that's something that when he puts his uniform on and, and he gets inside the lines, I mean, it's game on. He's, and in my eyes, he's cleared and he's fine it's game on and you you hope his head's not right. You hope he's not focused. I mean, you don't hope it's for the wrong reasons, but uh, who knows how long it's going to take for him to get back to Tom Brady form because he didn't look like that for four quarters on Sunday. No, no, he didn't. He he didn't play his usual self. And, you know, it's crazy because like, okay, after they beat Dallas, you know, they're, they're talking to him on the field and asking him about what's it like to be back with the team. And like, He's starting to cry. Like, you know, talking about his teammates and everything is like making him emotional. Like, there's something like there's some weird things happening here, dude. Yeah, he's uh he's I don't look, you could chalk it up to tears of joy and big massive relief, weight lifted off the shoulders, whatever. You could also like, man, that that dude's not okay. Somebody better check on him. Like, not football related. Somebody better check on him. That's that, that's the simple explanation I got for that one. Yeah, no doubt, man. Let's talk a little wrestling, as we always do. Saw a report earlier this week that says that it is now highly likely, and the highly likely is in quotes because it was quoted by a WWE official, that Roman Reigns will take on the Rock at WrestleMania. That's the plan A. That's also the plan B. And then the source said, heck, that's probably even plan C, too. Don't know what it's going to look like. Don't know if titles will be on the line. We'll figure all that out. Um, but it at least looks like... Um, they're banking on big guy being there at WrestleMania in Hollywood, taking on Roman Reigns. Dude, that will be big, big, big box office. That may be the highest drawing, highest selling WrestleMania in history. Yep, no doubt, man. That is that is huge for the business. That is huge for entertainment. Anytime they bring bring back one of the old classics, bring back one of the one of the guys who was top of the top, highest of the high, best of the best in the best time the best you know the best money time that the business ever had the best draw that the business ever had they're bringing back one of those guys now i mean that's 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 money man that's that's awesome and that for all of us it's great it's it's a it's a it's it's touching to the heart it's it's nostalgic it it's uh man everything we ever hoped for we ever wish for you get to experience it one more time 
having Stone Cold come back this past WrestleMania was incredible. If they could have The Rock come for this one upcoming in Hollywood, I mean, that's you, you simply can't lose with that. I'm super excited about it. I hope it all comes out as the as they're hoping and planning. Do you think, and you touched on something there that opens up a little bit of a can of worms, right? These guys are all competitive. Do you think that Stone Cold coming back last Mania and having the success that he had, and look, his match was good, and you know, and then he comes back the next day and stuns McMahon and everything. Do you think The Rock saw some of that and was like, okay, I, I see you. Let let's do it one better. Do you think there's a little internal rivalry there of like, all right, you did it, now I'm going to do it too, and I'm going to do it on a bigger stage? Oh, yeah, yeah. These guys, the, just being, being a competitor is in their blood. It's, it, it's never going to go away. You know, I, th- I mean, number one, you hope they're doing it for themselves because, you know, you listen to Stone Cold's podcast, you, you hear the things written about him. He talks about how the feeling walking out to that, that crowd pop when he comes through the curtain, if you can bottle that up and sell it, it you're a billionaire that you can't beat that feeling. So number one, for The Rock to not want to come experience that again, I mean, he, he's got to come. The, the the table set, the opportunities there. But yeah, as you said, the uh, just the, okay, I, I, I see you stone cold. You know, the, the number one guy in the Attitude Era, you know, you came back and did your thing and you got the pop. Now I'm going to come get mine. Now I'm going to, I'm going to see if I can get it a little bit louder. And and jokingly, between those two guys are good friends. I mean, I'm sure they're talking like, yeah, yeah, you did it. Now, now I'm going to go do it. Let's let's see if I can get them a little bit louder. Let's see if I, if we could sell 102,000 tickets instead of 101,000. You know, whatever the numbers are. Just the friendly competition between them two. There's no doubt that that's there. Very good. Well, look, man, we thank you so much for the time. We'll chat again next Wednesday, brother. Yep, absolutely, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, And as always, go Torps, and God bless America. Yes, sir. That is Taylor Griffin doing an excellent job. As always, let's catch a quick break. When we get back, I'll get you your betting picks really fast, and then we'll get our uh, picks. It's play-by-play on Kaylee B. We'll be right back after this. Lady of the Sea Community Pharmacy staff are trained in finding the lowest cost available on your medication. Stop by with your prescriptions, our medicine bottles, and let one of us review your options with you. With two convenient locations to serve you, we're located in Rouse's Supermarket, Highway 3235 in La Rose, or at Lady of the Sea Medical Clinic in Cutoff. Our staff available Monday through Friday from 8.30 a.m. to 7 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. We treat you like family at Lady of the Sea. The Cutoff Youth Center's Hurricane Festival is back and better than ever September 23rd through the 25th. The fair kicks off with music by Orange, followed by the Gordon Bradbury Band. Saturday's lineup is Ben Bruce and the Acadians, Rough and Ready, and music by Shorts in December. And on Sunday, it's no other than the famous Waylon Thibodeau. Enjoy pay one price rides, great Cajun food, auctions, craft boots, and a raffle drawdown for $6,000. Free parking and free admission. So join us for the Cutoff Youth Center's Hurricane Festival, September 23rd through the 25th. Hey, Mike Davis here. Looking for your next new vehicle? Come check us out at Golden Motors. Price is priority. Come place your very own order or choose what is in stock or coming in. Many 2022 Silverado trucks and SUVs to choose from. New vehicles are here on the way. Chevy, find new roads. And if you're looking for that slightly pre-owned or any make and model vehicle, we have it in our huge selection or don't see it, we can get it. Just stop by on the back road and cut off or call us at 985-325-1000. 
El Paso Mexican Grill and Steakhouse Highway 1 in Raceland features fantastic, authentic Mexican food and steaks. They have great lunch specials Monday to Fridays, plus enjoy happy hour from 3 to 7 p.m. with two-for-one margaritas. And on Fridays, it's two-for-one margaritas from open to close, plus live music on Friday evenings. El Paso Mexican Food and Steakhouse on Highway 1 Raceland. Regional, again acknowledged for delivering an outstanding patient experience by HealthGrades. While we may be the recipient of the award, our patients are the real winners because you can have confidence in the quality of care you'll receive. Thibodeau Regional Health System, proud to be among the top 10% of hospitals in the nation and the only hospital in Louisiana recognized by HealthGrades for providing an outstanding patient experience 14 years in a row. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard has led to a lot of firsts for me. It paid for me to be the first person in my family to go to school. That education got me to the first day at my dream job, which I can still hold while I serve part-time. That job and the home loan benefits I got from the Army National Guard helped me buy my first house. I also know that I will be one of the first to respond if my community ever needs me. Sponsored by the Louisiana Army National Guard. Aired by the Louisiana Association of Broadcasters and this station. Heather Hendricks here, your candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. Everyone votes in this race from the Fouchon to the St. John community, up, down, and across the bayou. I've been your prosecutor for eight and a half years, trying over 100 jury and judge trials with federal, state, and local experience. Before practicing law, I was an 8th grade teacher in the public schools for 11 years. So remember, Heather Hendricks for Judge. Early voting begins October 25th and the election is November 8th. Paid for by the committee to elect Heather Hendricks. Alright, so let's make a little decision on the fly here. I've got betting picks to give out, and I've got a mailbag to get to, and I've only got about five or six minutes to do so. Um, I don't want to rush either one, so what I'm going to do is tomorrow is a lighter scheduled show anyway. We're going to get our mailbag done tomorrow. So if you've got any questions that you want to get in or squeeze in, we can make it an even bigger mailbag. We'll push that back a day. At Casey underscore just Claire on Twitter, at Kaylee B Radio on Twitter, I'm at Casey Justclair on Facebook, Kaylee B Radio on Facebook, or JustClairCasey at gmail.com. Find a way to get your questions to me, and we'll get them all answered. I've already got several of them laid out, um, but we'll add to them if I get some new ones overnight. Let's thank our sponsors again one more time. The Blue Boot Foundation, those those are great, great people, man, doing wonderful things for the community, as well as Southland Dodge and Homa, also some great people. Industrial power systems for all your engine and generator needs because power is our middle name. New friend, building materials got you covered for all your roofing needs. Buzz off, the only all-natural mosquito control professionals providing guaranteed results. Rouse's Markets feels like home. Golden Motors, where price is priority, proudly supporting South Lafourche Athletics and community youth sports organizations. Join us Saturday, 10 o'clock, Sports Corner, presented by Terrebonne General Health System. Stan Gravois and myself for the latest in local high school, college, and professional sports from your local sports experts. Presented by Terrebonne General, sponsored by State Bank and Trust Company. And also, Friday night. Huh. Can't wait. South Lafouche and Central Lafouche join us Friday night. Varsity football coverage, pregame, 6.30, kickoff, 7 o'clock. South Lafouche versus Central Lafouche. Broadcast is sponsored by 3T Oil. 
Lady of the Sea General Hospital, State Bank and Trust Company, Advanced Eye Institute, State Farm Agent Ashley Barrios, Danos, Golden Motors, Dufresne Building Materials, Tanner McGee for Judge Court of Appeals, Thibodeau Regional Medical Center, Joe Septic Contractors, Terrebonne General Medical Center, Southland Dodge, Rouse's Markets, South Lafouche Bank, Rev, and Heather Hendricks, candidate for Lafouche Parish Judge Division A. Of course, after the game goes final, stick around for After the Lights, presented by Grandow Shipyard. GIS started as a modest company in 1948 and has now blossomed to employing over 2,600 people throughout their GIS family of companies. GIS embraces the highest levels of safety, technology, and operational excellence to give their clients and projects a competitive edge on a global scale. Learn more and join their team today at www.gisy.com. So, after the lights, presented by Grandal Shipyard, after every Tarpon football game this season. Betting picks. I like the Atlanta Braves minus 130 money line against the San Francisco Giants. Remember, I told you guys, I told you guys this yesterday. In September, when you're betting baseball, find teams that need to win who are facing teams that don't need to win. Just a little bit of extra oomph and urgency matters, right? It matters. We saw it the last few days with the Guardians beating the Angels. The pitching matchups weren't really in favor of the Guardians, but late, they just found ways. The Braves are going to find a way today, even though they're facing Carlos Rodon, who's ridiculous. They hit lefties well. Charlie Martin's a big game guy. The Braves are going to find a way today to gut one out, go on the road, and get a win. Look forward to that. I also like today the Phillies, minus 130 money line over the Marlins. Same formula. The Phillies are in the playoff chase. They have a chance to clinch a wild card bid. They're playing to give themselves a chance to make it to and win the World Series. The Marlins are playing for what round of golf they're going to be playing in a couple of weeks when the season is over. Edward Cabrera is throwing for Miami. He's 5-2. and two. He's actually been really good. Kyle Gibson's a veteran. Yesterday they beat Alcantara. Today they're going to beat Cabrera. The Phillies are going to get the win in this game and take care of business. The last one that I have on the list today, I like the New York Mets to beat the Chicago Cubs minus one and a half run line. The Mets are a bit of a mess right now. They're playing the Cubbies and it ain't going so well. The Cubs have won the first two games of that series. I just think that the Mets, knowing that the Braves are on their behind, knowing that there's some big issues uh, if Atlanta catches them in terms of the media because they had a 10-plus game lead, the Mets are going to bat in the hatches. They're going to hit Drew Smiley today. They're going to get the win, and they're going to um, keep the pace in the Ameri- in the National League uh, race. rather. Tomorrow, we've got our mailbag again. I've got a couple of questions that have come in since we started the segment and told you guys it'd be tomorrow. We'll add all those to the pile. Um, we're going to preview the high school games even further. We're going to preview the college and pro games even further. We're going to get you guys ready for the weekend. Y'all, I'm looking out the window right now. It is beautiful sunshine, not a cloud in the sky. It's actually pretty comfortable to be outdoors. Take advantage of that. Golden Meadow is facing Bayou Blue tonight, 6 o'clock down the bayou. Go watch those boys play. South Lafouche freshman taking on Central Lafouche, 5.30 out in Matthews. Go watch those boys play. If you have the means and the transportation and the time, Go support a local youth team. It matters a lot to them. And if you can't make it to a game but want to read about the games, visit LaFoucheGazette.com or listen to play-by-play tomorrow, same time, 1130. 
Casey Disclair wrapping up. Have a wonderful rest of the day, everybody. May God bless you all with nothing but prosperity. Have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow. God bless. You're listening to KLEB, 1600 AM and K274 DE, 102.7 FM, Golden Meadow.